and welcome to this episode of Manse, a K-pop podcast. I'm your host, Zia J, and I've got all the latest K-pop news for you, as well as reviews of this week's comebacks. If you like the show, don't forget to give it a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Manse Podcast. Sharing the show, telling people about it really is the biggest way to support it right now. So you can also do that on the socials and a big thank you to everyone who already has. But let's get into the episode. These first two stories involve discussion of sexual assault and similar potentially triggering content. They're specifically about Sungri and the Burning Sun scandal and former Stray Kids member Woo Jin. My priority is always your safety and comfort, but I do feel like these stories are really important to cover, so if you do need to skip forward, please do so. Look after yourself, pals. Big Bang member Sungri had his final pre-sentencing hearing this week regarding charges related to prostitution mediation, gambling, and business fraud. Sungri has denied more than half of the charges, including those related to prostitution services and mediation. He blamed one piece of evidence that he worked with prostitutes on autocorrect. You may know by now that I'm not a fan of Dispatch, but apparently in response to denying these charges, the media outlet published the alleged contents of the chat room between Sungri, Chun Jin-yong, Yoon Sok and others. The chat involves discussion of how to find girls, referring to prostitutes, for party guests, and referencing that members of the chat had paid for prostitutes as well. Sungri's former business partner, Yuen Sok, has admitted guilt to charges of providing prostitutes to clients, while Sungri continues to insist that he was not involved in those actions. In the final investigation hearing, the prosecution recommended that Sungri be sentenced to five years in prison with a 20 million Korean won fine, over 17,000 US dollars. Former Stray Kids member Kim Woo Jin has released a bizarre documentary ahead of his solo debut, with the teaser using words from a tweet accusing him of sexual assault. Woo Jin parted ways with the group and JYP Entertainment in October 2019. The statement from JYP stated personal reasons as the cause, but in 2020, two people came forward online stating that he had groped and sexually harassed them. Since then, Woo Jin has been building to a solo debut, including releasing a documentary addressing these accusations. I haven't watched the video because this is a sensitive issue for me, but people have said it's a bizarre mix of movie footage, unprofessional language, and threats at people who don't like him. On a personal note, these accusations haven't been legally proven to be true, but they also haven't been proven false, and I truly believe in supporting survivors. This, and some personal reasons, means I won't be reviewing any solo music that Woo Jin releases. From July 14th, celebrity men will no longer be able to enlist in the military to delay criminal charges and avoid attention. The Korean Ministry of Strategy and Finance shared that the head of investigation agencies will be able to request a one-year postponing of enlistment for the subject of their investigation. However, this only applies when the investigation is regarding criminal acts punishable by imprisonment. While it's never officially explained as such, it's generally accepted that celebrity men have used their enlistment to avoid the public eye after scandals. Sungri enlisted shortly after the investigation opened into his club Burning Sun, and actor Lee So-won enlisted during his sexual assault investigation. If celebrities attempt to avoid investigation by enlisting, they will receive an additional criminal charge. In lighter news, HYBE has announced that Bang Shi-hyuk has stepped down from the CEO position. 
This is part of a restructuring of HYBE's leadership, including the appointment of Scooter Braun and Len Zhou Yun, two co-CEOs of HYBE America. Bang Shihuk's lead role in the company will be as chair of the board of directors and will also be focusing on music production. Unsurprising, as he has credits on several of HYBE's artists' latest albums. And exciting news for newest fans this week, as Aaron returned to activities following a six-month hiatus. Aaron halted activities in January to look after his mental health after experiencing anxiety. He has been involved in some promotions, but his announcement on VLive explained he will be joining the group full-time again. Like I've said before, I'm glad K-pop idols take time off for their mental health, but it's always good to hear when they're well enough to come back. Let's get into this week's reviews. We had a huge start to the week with 2PM, Luna and NCT Dream all having their comebacks on Monday. I'll kick it off with the veterans 2PM with their new song, Make It. 2PM are old school heartthrobs, and this song is everything they're well known for. With a real classic piano sound and delightful horns and live percussion in the chorus, the instrumentals are actually pretty stripped back through most of the song, but they're really interesting. All of that is layered with the super smooth, super cool vocals that a lot of us will be pretty familiar with. They also make the most of being an older group and having a really stable lower range, and that works really well with this type of song. I don't know if I'm like allowed to say this, but this is my podcast. I'm my own producer and editor. I am allowed to say this. 2PM are giving us the DILF vibes that K-pop deserves. I really enjoyed this song. It's really funky and smooth. Especially if you like something a little more old school, definitely check out Make It. Luna also had their comeback this week with PTT Paint the Town. It's a really interesting genre fusion with strong Bollywood elements in terms of both instruments with Indian drums and wind instruments and the rhythm and melody patterns. The chorus is a really fun halftime breakdown that leads into a largely instrumental post-chorus with a super catchy top line. The whole song has this huge sound, you can hear the scale of this, and I do really enjoy when K-pop takes influence from other genres. I would probably be raving about this if there wasn't some costuming decisions that feel a little bit appropriative. There's some jewellery that's definitely meant to mimic the Mangtika, a piece that is often worn by brides in India. Like I said, it's fun when K-pop goes more global, but I think we can do a little bit better than this in terms of cultural sensitivity. NCT Dream's new track is Hello Future, a really bright song that takes me back to Dream's debut era. It's not as childish as their early tracks were, but it's super easy to follow and colourful, both visually and musically. And I do mean all of that as a good thing. Despite having this kind of, like, darker, I guess, rap part, the song overall is a really happy vibe, with electronic percussion and some funky synth sounds filling out under their classic sunny vocals. This isn't necessarily mind-blowing to me, but it's a solid release, and SM has definitely found something to suit the group here. Further on this week, former UKISS member Kevin Wu made his solo debut with Got It. Look, UKISS was the first group I got into, and Kevin was my bias. That was almost 10 years ago now, but I still love his voice and style, and I love them in this song. Got It is a smooth R&B track, with my favourite feature, a really fun bass line. 
It also has this classic chill synth, and the backing vocals are effectively another instrument, layering them out to fill the instrumentals. There's some gorgeous big notes in the end of the bridge and last chorus too. All around this song really knows what it's doing and does it well. If you want good late night chill vibes, check out Got It. Solo artist Alexa had her comeback this week with Extra. Alexa is quickly becoming the darling of international fans, and this is a really fun place for her to go musically. The kind of 90s, 2000s influences are really strong here, with a super upbeat rhythm line and some really fun horn lines that get a little lost. I wish they had been kind of more at the front of the instrumentals, but they're there and they're fun. Lyrically and musically, this is confident almost to the point of arrogance, and it really works. Extra is pretty different to Alexa's regular style. Her previous releases have been these huge anthemic tracks, so going retro pop is different, but I think a really solid move. There's also a dance battle with BM from Card in this music video. It's all very Girls' Generation, I got a boy. I really enjoy this. I'll wrap up this week's reviews with Omega X's debut, Vamos. This track kicks off with a really intense synth and the vibes do not slow down. This is a pretty aggressive song for a debut. It reminds me a little bit of 80s's debut era, to be honest. We'll see if that style continues in the future. But generally speaking, Vamos is a fun mix of strong instrumentals and synth breakdowns, with some interesting percussion thrown in at a couple points. There's a really catchy bridge, outro kind of chant at the end of the song, which I think rounds it out nicely. I don't know if this is the strongest debut song I've ever heard, but it's certainly not a bad start, and I'm excited to see what they do in the future. This coming week isn't super busy in terms of new releases, but we have got Day 6 Even of Day and SF9 having comebacks. Of course, if there's anyone you want me to listen to and review, feel free to let me know. That's all I've got for you today. I've got one interview already recorded and another one I'm recording tomorrow that I'll hopefully have for you soon. My life has been really hectic and I don't want to give you episodes that I'm not happy with. Like I said, if there's anyone you want me to review next week, you can let me know on the socials at Monday Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, which is also where you can let me know if there's topics you want me to cover or people you want me to interview. You can also support the show on the socials by sharing it or by telling people about it. That's the biggest way to keep the show going at the moment. And yeah, I really appreciate everyone who's already done that. All of my sources are in the show notes, as always. You can find the card there as well with all the podcast relevant links. This podcast is produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to elders, past and present, and recognise sovereignty over this land was never ceded. This is stolen land, but it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Zia J, and I'll catch you next week for the next episode of Munsey, a K-pop podcast. Thank you.